Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and welcome to another big edition of Grey Wolf Wrestling. I hope you had a happy holidays, but we don't take time off at Grey Wolf Wrestling. We've got a hell of a guest for the holidays. WWE Hall of Famer and 16-time world champion Ric Flair joins us this episode. Nate, it's always good to chat when it comes to legends of wrestling. Many fans list you as number one on that list and the greatest of all time, but how do you feel about having that title strapped onto you? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I can, I, I, first of all, I'm complimented and even being the conversation is, uh, is a compliment. You know, I mean, there's, there's so many people that would want that kind of recognition. Uh, I'd be a liar if I didn't say I, I, I like getting it. As a matter of fact, I love to hear it, but, um, you know, I, I'm, uh, I am so focused on my daughter's career right now and to see what she has accomplished and, to watch her ascend to these huge heights of success in the business. And I, I don't think about myself much. I'll, I think it, to be 71 years old, to be uh, on uh, a long-distance Zoom call with you, discussing the business, uh, being asked opinions about other people that are 20 and 30 years younger than me, 40 uh, in the case of my daughter uh, and that my know that my opinion matters is rewarding enough. How's that? When I go to, to the shows, all the talent uh, shows me the utmost respect. They're so good to me and so nice to me. And I know that there are so many guys that have participated in our business that would love to have that available to them and they don't uh it's available to me whether my daughter was there or not and i I, i'm just thankful for that but like i said i'm more focused on uh everything she's accomplishing and uh when i go i just love to catch up with all the kids they're such great respectful guy you know men and young men and women and uh you know i i'm 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 honored uh, for so many more reasons than than what I accomplished. But at the end, the, at the end of the day, I'll take that recognition. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, when we talk about icons and legends of wrestling, it is normally your name in the mix, along with Hulk Hogan as well. But what do you think makes the Hulkster such an icon? Well, I think Hulk is, uh, you know, one of two or three guys that are the most famous. Um, people to ever be around part of or participate uh, in the history of WWE the others being you know my estimation Steve Austin and The Undertaker so the three of them I think stand out more than anybody I can think of so anytime I had an opportunity to wrestle Hulk it was a it was a really, it was an, I looked at it as being an opportunity to be uh, in the ring with the flagship of uh, the WWE. And uh, as I did when I wrestled Steve or uh, The Undertaker. I mean, I, it, I could list four or five other guys too, but he was the, uh, uh, as Jay Strong will call him, the Golden Goose. And he you know, represented... Uh, Everything that the company wanted and uh, not only competed at the highest level, 
He was uh, the Make-A-Wish King long before it was recognized as much publicly as it is. He took time for the for the kids at every show, and uh, he worked hard, and he just represented us. So I was thrilled to even be in the, uh, to even have the opportunity to work against him. Now, one man who you are also linked to a lot is Shawn Michaels, who famously ended your career in a retirement match back at WrestleMania 24. Now, Shawn's another superstar that's arguably a modern-day legend, but what's your opinion on HBK? It's not arguably anymore. Shawn is the greatest worker in the history of our business. Um, I think everybody will give that to him. In-ring performer, that's what the word is. Uh, for me, I can't. Uh, he carried me at, at that, you know, uh, my farewell, my retirement match. And no matter how many people want to think that I was, you know, holding up my end of it, I wasn't. I was trying to get through it. I mean, I obviously was very happy to be there, but I just at that point in my career did not have the self-confidence that I needed to have to re-rise to the occasion and, uh, uh, he made it look like I did, and I was operating at full strength, which I wasn't. And uh, I've looked back, and uh, I've actually had time the last couple of years, especially the last year with COVID, to watch some of Sean's matches that he had while I was with WCW and uh, his interviews. And Sean just uh, really just is, is, is a class act, and he was a for my money, uh, in the ring, um, you know, I, I put he and Ricky Steamboat in, in a class by themselves. And, uh, you know, I, I always like being around Sean. Um, as far as a, a guy in the ring, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody better. I can't argue with that at all. Now, the first pay-per-view of the year is traditionally the Royal Rumble, which is live on the WWE Network at the end of January. You've won a Rumble. We heard the highlights of that famous win back in 1992. But what is the secret to winning such a grueling match? Uh, The secret is knowing where you are in the ring at all times and being able to to see uh, what's coming your way, Uh, especially if you enter early. Because there's so much great talent, um, so many superstars that are qualified and good, and uh, that you know can win. Uh, sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's fate, sometimes it's, it's skill. But when you have 30 people in the ring at one time, you know you can't always depend on skill. It's being in the right place at the right time. But it's being consciously aware of where you are and who's around you, you know, for an hour and uh, or for whatever time frame you're in there. You just can't go charging in there and, and look for somebody you're upset with. Uh, if you are, if you do that, you have to know where the other people that you have to remember that everybody wants to win. They can be your best friend five minutes prior to being in five minutes prior to the match starting but when they're in that ring um they want to win because um to have that um that notoriety of being a winner of the royal rumble the wwe whether it be the men's or the women's is a huge moniker and something you can rest your laurels on for a long time 
But um, at the same time, if you've won it once, you don't want to be the first one thrown out. So uh, it, it's a huge challenge, and it's a very difficult match to work. People think uh, that you know people are taking it easy. What they're doing is they're 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 looking for the challenges that are ahead of them, catching their breath, and uh, you know getting ready for the onslaught. <laughs> because it's a lot of the people that want to win, and the and the stakes are high, the money's high. It's, it's a, it's a big-time match. Oh, it does not get any bigger than that. Ric Flair, it has been a pleasure to chat to you. Hope you had a happy holidays. And to all of you that take the time and to listen to us here at Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, firstly, I want to say thank you for listening. And secondly, we've got a mega amount of shows for you in January. Reliving the War is kicking it up a notch. We're having a big month. So if you love the golden age of the Monday Night Wars, the start of 2021 is going to be epic. But until then, keep your eyes on our socials, Grey Wolf ENT on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe on Apple, iTunes and whatnot, all of those ways, places where you get your podcasts. And make sure you keep your ears wide open for the next edition of Grey Wolf Wrestling. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.